My name is Brandon Boy, co-owner of Roberta's, a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Hello, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border, coast to coast, and all the ships at sea. Streaming live from the County of Kings, Brooklyn, New York City, on the Heritage Radio Network. Are you ready for the fastest half hour on the internet today? It's the Mike and Judy Show. Spanning the globe for high-minded hijinks and low-brow kicks to bring you the best in sex, drugs, rock and roll, and nuclear fission. They're too bad for radio and too good-looking for television. And now, here they are, the Nichols and May of the now generation, your hosts, Mike Edison and Judy McGuire. All right, we're back. It's Mike Edison for the Mike and Judy Show, and Judy is off in Greece somewhere uh, doing the Lord's work. She's on a missionary assignment, um, and with me today co-hosting is the beautiful and special Rachel Kramer Boston. Hi. How are you, Rachel? I'm good. I'm doing very well today, and I'm doing well today, I, because I, not only do I have you, Rachel, I have Rachel Shukart with us. <laughs> I'm surrounded by beautiful, hyper-intelligent women. Hello. Both too hot for television. And Ben Lerman. And Ben Lerman. <laughs> oh, King. I don't fit in that category? No, of course you do. You're sure. Another beautiful, hyper intelligent woman. <laughs> Thank you. And too hot for television. And Ben is the king of the funny song. But uh, we're going to start off. Uh, do we have a call in? Is Jack on the line? Yet? No, we don't have Jack. We don't have yet. Jack because we got a call in from uh, Engineer of the Stars, Jack Inslee. Are they going to ask us how to fix his car? He said he said Bonnaroo, presumably uh, not taking a shower and hanging out with the hippies. Um, but meanwhile, we can segue that somehow into today's topic of conversation, which is going to be well multifarious. Actually, uh, we're going to talk about erotica. We're going to talk about Fifty Shades of Grey. We're going to sing dirty songs. Rachel wants to talk about trivia, and we're going to talk about Miss America. Mm. Everybody mm. nods their those heads. Are, it's radio, those guys. Those all go together. Those all <laughs> go together. Not so, so I was reading the New York Post today, like I was saying, I saw the new Miss America, and she was posing in front of Tiffany's, uh, wearing a, a black Chanel dress and, and the sunglasses, pretending to be Holly Golightly, and saying she's her hero and she's living her dream. And my question is, did anybody ever tell her that Holly Golightly is a whore? Well, first of all, <laughs> I am shocked that Karl Lagerfeld allowed someone as déclassé as Miss America to be photographed in Chanel. <laughs> She must have had to pay for it. I can't imagine that Chanel was like, oh, you know what we need for branding? We need to dress some person from Oklahoma. Actually, actually she's from New York. This oh, she's from New York. Oh, she's from New York. oh well, then never mind. She's from New York. But Miss Pennsylvania, apparently, has... Oh, no, this is Miss USA. This, oh, this Miss is USA. Miss USA. Oh, sorry. This is how I got confused. Okay. Well, <laughs> ask me about professional wrestling. <laughs> I, I don't think there's anything wrong with being a whore or to aspire to it. no. No, I agree. I agree. No, I'm not casting aspersion on, on whores. Oh, okay. You're just casting aspersion on this. I, 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 I think this is making you know, a I'm brand like, value judgment. Holly Golightly, yeah. No, if go you're ahead. going to be a whore, then Holly Golightly is really at the very top of that heap. I agree. Holly Golightly was a call girl with a mission. I mean, it wasn't. she wasn't like doing it for drugs and she was planning to move up in the world. She a social climber, a careerist, social climber, an opportunist. Careerist, a careerist mm. call girl. That's right. She didn't just do it for money. She did it for real estate. Uh, did she, she look good? <laughs> yeah, she looked good. She's Miss fucking USA. Okay. <laughs> it's Miss Rhode Island. Is it Miss Rhode Island? That's the one. You, Miss Rhode Island. Are you sure? Well, wow. the woman, but the thing also intriguing in the story. 
I just read about it. <laughs> yeah, we we know. Freshly, this we morning. we we know. <laughs> I mean, what is Mr. Is Mr. Trump? Is Don Trump involved? Is this his yeah, thing? He owns it. He right. owns the whole Miss Universe franchise. Right, right. Which is the creepiest thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he know he knows a lot about young women. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot. Uh, what they want, their aspirations. Mm. Can you their imagine needs. owning a beauty pageant? Like that's my <laughs> beauty pageant. You know, I don't know. Well, what would your beauty pageant be like? Oh, one can only imagine. I know. Can you can you <laughs> really imagine never owning a human being? <laughs> I think it could be cool though. You could have them do I don't know strip tease, but like you know burlesque. You could have them do music. You could have them do. Whatever I was in you want. A, I was in a pa- uh, pageant once. I wasn't one of the what contestants though. What was the though. pageant? Um, it was called the Miss Fag Hag pageant. That's and awesome. I was the hag's fag. My and friend she won. Tanya won she that. Did you have to be yeah. Tanya? <laughs> I was Tanya's partner. And I, I, yeah, I dressed up like Carl Car- Lagerfeld. And, oh, and it was wonderful. Rachel, it was a really fun experience. What a web you weave. Thank you for ushering her to victory. <laughs> no, See, that's, time. that's a cool pageant. And there's yeah. like the Miss Lower... Isn't there Miss Lower East Side? Uh, yeah, the Elliot. Yeah. yeah, and Mr. Lower East Side. There's uh, Miss Les. Yeah. Miss Les. There's some um, cool pageants. I don't know Ms. if I want to wear that sash. The Miss Les sash? <laughs> or Mr. Mr. Les. Mr. Les. Or Ms. There's a Mr. There's a... Is it Mr. Les? Mr. Femme? <laughs> I don't know. There's like a trans man pageant also. See, oh, yeah. there are alternative pageants. Well, I, yeah. I have always been really interested in the like Mrs. America one. It's like, I don't know if they What's have it anymore. <laughs> it was for married women and it was all about being a like, homemaker. Well, MILF, like, MILF is the confused. biggest category in pornography these days. Yeah. Of course, you know most milfs are twenty. That's a step 20, forward for feminism. Twenty-four years old is like sort of when it happens. <laughs> you're twenty-five. It's like, sorry, honey, you're a milf. Do you think that that? <laughs> no, you know what? I feel to be a milf that the kid has to be the same age as the person who is thinking of her in a MILF sense. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's got to be the mother of a peer. It can't be like the mother of a newborn. <laughs> Unless you're also well, a newborn. Well, as super annuated as I am, all my older women fantasies... And then fantasies, it's a Mills, a mom okay. I'd like to suckle. <laughs> all of my older women fantasies now involve women who are younger than me, because that's how old I am. <laughs> it was first I got older than the baseball players, then I got older than the school teachers I had crushes on, and now I'm older than the older You're not women. older than the president. No, uh... Um, no Joan Rivers fantasies? No. Well, and speaking of Joan Rivers, weren't you just on a date with Joan Rivers? We did. We had a phone date. <laughs> and how was Joan? We've had her ghostwriter on the she show, you know. She was so nice. So nice. And I've heard about this before, and I even wrote about it, how I know people, you know, that have worked with her, or talked with her, who, who say, like, she's just, like, the kindest, nicest, most thoughtful person, and, like, it's totally at odds with her. I mean, she's so really sensitive and really nice, and, like, it's totally... An I think, well, this is what she said about her act, which I thought was amazing, is that her act is about the unsayable. It's the thing that you're not supposed to say is the thing that she says, and that's where the humor comes from. So, um, yeah, but she was she was great. I mean, she was funny, and her book is hilarious. It's called I Hate Everything, Starting With Myself. Because <laughs> I say things, you're not, with me. I say things yeah. you're not supposed to say, and I just get yelled at. I get looks. Yeah, well, you don't say them on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. One tries. In front of a clack of adoring gay men who have paid $75 I, I, to see you. I, I, I you do, know what I love I about her? Did you guys see the documentary about her? Yeah. Piece um, of work. The part where she had the filing cabinet full of every yeah. joke she's ever written index cards by, by category it was like Melissa's date right. <laughs> it's like Melissa's ass 
But I thought that was so sort of like business like, but just amazing that she would. That's start school, right? Have this she's idea. amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm a total fan. I, I she's think she's amazing. I think and if I had met her, still when, working and still like doing all this stuff, she, she still have wants to. to do. She still has all the stuff that she wants to do. She was telling me she, so she wants to do another book, another sequel to this book, and she was talking about like, she's talking about doing a late night show and like oh, I mean it's amazing. She's amazing. Well, well she's done the, that, but didn't really work out too well. In the uh, after she crossed Johnny Carson. Yeah, well he's dead okay. now. Well, you <laughs> so who won? You don't cross Johnny. In the documentary, they paint her as a little bit. Well, I mean, it's a great documentary. So the the so they paint her as a as a tragic figure who's never really achieved the artistic success that she always wanted I, I to be an actor, that, wanted well, to be a Broadway actress. And, well, I thought the only sad thing about the documentary was that it, when she's flipping through her book and it's empty, her calendar, and <laughs> right. she's like clearly needs that to feel fulfilled. Mm. I guess it depends right. on how you want to see that validation. That validation. Well, she's show folk, but she's she's a working comedian, and that's how you measure success on some level is just how filled that calendar is. But I mean, let's face it. I mean, you see the you know nine hundred room mansion that she lives in, you know, with a piano oh, and yeah. a swimming pool in every room. Uh, she's doing all right, Joan. But she works, you know. Yeah, she's a work, she works. But she's I a work. feel like aside. I mean, yes, money is a factor, but I feel like if she had no gigs, no projects, anything, she would be one of those people who like would die without yeah. having something to I love do. Tom. Nice Jewish girl. I think if I had met her when she was like 26, like in 1914, I think we could have been an item. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some of your books. Okay. Rachel RKB, the premier editor of Erotica in America. Thank you. What are you working on now? You just won a multitude I, of awards. I did I win some awards. Um, Award-winning but, eroticist. Um, <laughs> um, That's what, right. Welcome but, to the Mike and Judy show, Rachel. I, <laughs> I have two new books. One is about hotel sex, which I love hotels. I love, love everything hotel sex. about hotels. I love like researching hotels. I I think the hard has anyone been to the Hard Rock in Las Vegas? So I have. It was, so. It, Apparently, there's a room or a suite or whatever with a bowling alley. Does anyone know about this? <laughs> I, I have to investigate that. I was just reading this porn star memoir where they mention wow. it, and I'm like... Bowling alley sex? Well, not... Have well, you ever written any bowling alley sex? I haven't written any bowling alley sex. As is well known, I am the author of 28 pornographic novels. Of bowling alley <laughs> sex? And there's not one bowling scene in any of them. I can't believe it. You know what I, I I'm thinking it. about this now. I'm running it back through my head. Every single book is some guy putting cocaine on his cock, but no one balls. Wow. I haven't written that either. But I have written wrestling or boxing, and I don't know anything about boxing. I like writing about stuff. I, I, I actually about. have a semi-erotic bowling alley story. Really? It doesn't involve me. It's a vicarious one. Wow. Ten, when, pin, ten pins yes, and balls? Yes, well, when I was growing Something. up, I had this really good friend whose stepfather owned Kelly's, which was this bowling alley in town. I shouldn't have said the name. Now I'm going to go and this is... It doesn't exist anymore. Just and, <laughs> and so we would get to go and bowl all the time because we were friends. And, uh, and, but also we would tell our parents that we were going bowling whenever we were going to go do something that we weren't supposed to do. So going bowling became this euphemism. <laughs> we're, we're taking drugs and having sex. We're taking drugs bowling. and having sex. Bowling really gives you a lot of really wonderful metaphors for sex I would think do you have any bowling songs Ben? lay down some pins what? (laughs) (laughs) do you have any bowling songs? Uh, not yet okay we're gonna get (laughs) Ben's second song we're gonna work on a good segue for you we're gonna all spawn art projects based on bowling after today so what do you got what do you got besides bowling sex going on over there? wait what happened? oh well the story is so my friend was you know he was beginning to come into his gay identity and it wasn't so easy in Nebraska like at that time although you know I think he it was alright but like it was hard to meet people so he started like going online and getting guys to come and meet him in the parking lot of his stepfather's bowling alley and then they would have sex wow. in the car. Wow. <laughs> wow. Hot. 
I like that. You grew up like in the bowling capital of and, the world, probably. Right. And then when he came home, he'd be like, oh, I was just bowling. <laughs> <laughs> I just went bowling. I was just bowling again tonight. Just, mm-hmm. just rolling some balls. <laughs> so what else you got over there, RKB? I have a new book called Going Down. Oh, what's that about? Oral sex stories. <laughs> and I'm working on a couple new ones. It's a little on the nose, one. don't you think? Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, never mind. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just wrote, I did just write, uh, speaking of nerdy topics, I don't know if we were speaking of nerdy topics, but I wrote an erotic story about a puzzle, jigsaw puzzle. I think a jigsaw puzzle could be all those interlocking pieces working I, together listen, to this common. Also, I like this is this. a true thing. It's boring this doing is, a jigsaw it's puzzle. True. This is Unless true. you're having sex. Listen, yeah. I lost my virginity during a game of Tetris. Tetris was <laughs> well, playing in the well. background. And, 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 and who you did you give it up to? Tetris? Pac-Man? <laughs> were you playing Tetris? Well, someone had been, Were the we Super Mario been, Brothers there? We had been playing Tetris. And you know how it, how it, as it was happening... Then, you know how as it... It was like a big screen, so it was quite a large, like a longer Tetris than like a Game Boy Tetris, so it was louder. It was also. a longer So as Tetris. it started like happening like with more energy, like you know how it like fills up and starts getting yeah, faster yeah. and faster and faster wow. and faster. Okay, that's not sound dirty at all. <laughs> yeah, it's got a... It's, it has a, its own sort of... I wonder what the sexiest video game is, although I... Tetris. Tetris? Okay. Donkey Kong? Hello? Okay, Donkey Kong. Now there's all those ones that are just like watching a movie or you know yeah. sort of before we get to our break I, I've been determined I do want to do my dramatic reading from Fifty Shades of Grey mm-hmm. and we can pick it up and talk more about erotica uh, Joe you got the uh, Fifty Shades of Grey music for me <laughs> okay I like him there I've admitted it to myself I cannot hide from my feelings anymore I've never felt like this before I find him attractive very attractive but it's a lost cause, I know, and I sigh with bitter sweat, bittersweet regret. I spent several minutes staring at the closed door with which he just left before I return to planet Earth. That's it. That's all I got. That's enough. You get the idea. <laughs> what a piece of crap. <laughs> okay, no whispering. We got no secrets on the, on the Mike and Judy show, Rachel number one. It's not one. a secret. The Rachel guy sitting outside our, ta- our studio just showed like a sexy photo on his phone. Not to us, but I saw it. <laughs> In a bikini. You eavesdropped. I'm sorry, I did. I'm trying to make this great important statement about Fifty Shades of Grey, and you guys are. I'm sorry, when people are holding up half naked photos, it's it's kind of hard to not. That's the New York Rangers, I think. So who's so so? I I do. I just I did. I do have a song about losing my virginity. It's actually the last song I wrote. So maybe we'll come back. (laughs) It was not to touch it. There was no touchers. No. Hubert. It was Qbert. Yeah. All right, we're gonna we're gonna take a, a short break. What I was, rhymes with we're gonna take a short break. I was shocked, you know, when my mother told me she read Fifty Shades of Grey and all three of the Fifty Shades books, and that all her friends had read it. It's that's it's, the audience. It's too much to process. That's I, I, I know. the audience. Like, it's fucked up. When my mom starts listening to the Velvet Underground, though, that's when I'm gonna start getting worried. It's the Mike and Judy show. Did you show. like them? Loved them. <laughs> Scary. Downy sins of street life fancies. 
costumes she shall wear Ermine furs adorn imperious Severin, Severin awaits you there Okay, we're back, streaming live on the Heritage Radio Network. It's the Mike and Judy Show. I'm Mike Edison here today with my co-hostess, guest co-hostess with the mostess, Rachel, Rachel Kramer Bustle, and also joining us, the amazing Rachel Schuchert, and a musical guest, Ben Lerman. Hi. Hi. So, um, you're here, we're celebrating the first annual Funny Songs Festival? That's right. Today is the final day of the festival. It uh, really has been very success- successful. There's a big New York Times article about it. And I've just got a text that said I won an award. So well, my Congratulations. Career, well, what Thank award you. did you win? I don't know yet. Is it a Grammy, a Tony, an Oscar? It is a Slammy, uh, a New York Funny Songs Festival award. So, you know, my career is going to change. But wait, you've already... But, you've, but you were... Miss Fag Hag USA too, right? No, I wasn't. Oh. I was. I was the. I was going to say your mantle is getting pretty crowded <laughs> with, with trophies <laughs> and awards. True. I can't wait to get this award tonight. But uh, we're actually celebrating at Donnybrook at four. So if you're in New York, come on out to the Lower East Side. Hey, Mike. And, uh, yeah, we got we got we got someone on the line. Oh, all right. Here is our our guest call. Is that Jack Kinsley, engineer to the stars? This is Jack Kinsley. I used to work at the Mike and Judy <laughs> show. I'm not sure if you remember me. Yeah, Joe. What the fuck? Joe, uh, Jack. Yeah, you a, see, I'm I don't even remember your. I don't even remember your name. Baru, and I hear you guys talking about hotel sex books. <laughs> I just hope nobody writes a book about fifty festival tent sex. Yeah, what's going on there? You're calling from Bonnaroo, right? Yeah, I'm avoiding fish right now. I'm <laughs> staying far, far away from that. Yeah. You know what they say about hippie sex, right? No. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's fucking intense. <laughs> oh, good one. Hey, Jack, that's, that's funnier than anything you ever said in the entire 45 shows we did together. <laughs> Ouch. You just going to take that? All right. So what's going on at Bonnaroo, Jack? You still there? I don't yes. know. What happened, Joe? I think Oh, we lost him. I think See, this cut. is why Jack's the pro and I'm Maybe just here. Maybe he's off having happy sex. I th- yeah, or I think he hit the brown acid. Someone uh, knocked Jack off. I just wanted to say Jack <laughs> off. <laughs> Once again, you're listening to the Mike and Judy Show. So who here smoked Angel Dust? No? Uh, no? Once. See? See? Can never miss with this. I think. I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, you were dusted. I could joint. I could tell. It was a I, I joint laced with a yeah. little something. Yeah, that's how, that, that's how it happens. It was delightful. No. <laughs> what, am I going to lie? Wait, it was delightful? It was delightful. Terrible. It, was delightful. Yeah. it was delightful that it wasn't Angel Dust. <laughs> oh, is he back? I'm back. I'm back. I'm oh, back. Welcome sorry. back, Jack. So what's going on in Bonnaroo? Tell us. It's, it's all the Angel Dust gets in the way of my phone connection. I'm sorry. <laughs> what drugs are the hippies taking down there, Jack? What's that? What drugs are the hippies taking this year? You know, something weird. Uh, someone was snorting a clear liquid out of a vial. I'm not even sure what that was. There's, you know, standard kids on acid everywhere. I think that uh, you was know, I realized very quickly that without the psychedelic drugs, you have no super strength, no superpowers, and you fall asleep at a normal time like a normal person. Well, you know what the Grateful Dead had said when he ran out of pot? 
This music yeah, sucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, we're glad to hear from you representing the Heritage Radio Network and the Mike and Judy Show at Bonnaroo. Don't ever let it happen again. <laughs> yeah, I, I will do my best. And uh, here we are. We should introduce our new engineer, our new engineer to the stars, Joe, who's behind the board today. Jack. How's Joe doing? Joe's doing A-OK, and he's funnier and better looking than you are, Jack, honestly. Uh, Damn it! Well, there goes my gig when I get back. I'll have to, I'll have to start looking for other stuff. All right. Well, go lay, go do some damage down there. Teach these hippies what the fuck. We'll do. I, I will spread the good word. All right. All right. Moving right along. Glad to hear from you, Jack. Um, Rachel, Rachel, and Ben. Ben, you got a song for us? Yeah, I was going to sing a song about how I lost my virginity. So uh, this happened in Belgium, where I was an exchange student, and it happened specifically in the bathroom of a discotheque called Le Why Not. So that was really the name of it. <laughs> 18 in tight blue jeans I'm on the town and I'm hot Brussels gay Euro disco scene The club is called Le Why Not Drinking chat with a translator He works at NATO He's making eyes at me He wants to dance with me But then he's gotta go Then another dude chats me up But he doesn't meet the mark It's hard to tell who you're talking to I've had a few and the room's so dark I want my first time to be special But I'm so drunk and I gotta pee It's almost closing time I stumble to the john This is what I see Drop dead gorgeous at the urinal stall With his cock in his hand Turns away from the wall And then he eyes me up and down And I feel like a chicken leg In the eyes of a loony too Now I don't know what the hell's going on But in just a sec my virginity's gone Cause when the veil of shame falls So do your pants It was dirty and hot On the bathroom floor of blue Why not? I think uh, we've lost a little bit, we've lost sight of how, um, with all this acceptance of gay people, we've lost sight of how <laughs> important it is to have shameful sex, because I guess if there's a lesson in this story, it's uh, never be ashamed of being gay, because there's nothing wrong with that, absolutely nothing wrong, but always be ashamed of having sex, because <laughs> that's what makes it fun. I never even got his name, but I'll never forget his face. Isn't really such a tricky game to find love in a hopeless place He went down, took me in his mouth, I thought my legs would flop A tidal wave of pleasure flooded out from the south He swallowed every drop So now I'm down on my knees, the room's spinning so fast Just wrote a check with my dick, that my mouth has to cash So I suck that dick like I was a drowning man miles from shore And his dick was a snorkel, now I don't know what the hell's going on But in just a sec my virginity's gone Cause when the veil of shame falls, so do your pants and hot on the bathroom floor of Luana. Dirty and hot on the bathroom floor of Luana. Dirty and hot on the bathroom floor of Luana. Right. There it is. 
Yeah. Ben Lerman. That's a lovely, lovely <laughs> song. And very Jewish, I, I thought. <laughs> the whole part about not being ashamed of being gay, but being ashamed of the sex. Right. I felt as if I were actually reading the Talmud and while I also you were singing that. the club is called Le Why Not. That is Why Not. <laughs> That's would, incredibly would, Belgian. Yeah. <laughs> Le, Why Not. Le Why Not. In, In French, it's actually Le Why Not. That sounds like somewhere I would like to go. Just, especially when you say it like that. <laughs> I, I can't do the French It was like, it was exactly, it looked exactly like any small town gay bar that you could, you've seen them. You it know, there was a lot of like, Belgian. It just looked like they all look the same. All small town gay bars look the same. They, like, there's a lot of shiny things. There's disco lights, yeah. and there's there's one in Amsterdam when I lived there that we used to go to all the time. And I don't think it even had a name. It was just <laughs> like the one with all the disco balls on right. Amstel. Sure. Where, where was where was the gay bar out out where you grew up in Nebraska? Uh, there were a couple. There was one called The Run that was sort of for the younger gays because they had like all ages nights, you know, where you didn't have to be 21 and you would just go and dance to like share remixes nice. and stuff. And when then there was you, when another one. You didn't want to have sex in the car outside the bowling alley. You didn't want to have alley. sex in the car, you went there. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I love America. I like that I'm talking about it like I am, in fact, in fact, <laughs> was a gay teenager, which is not true. Vicarious. But it was basically but true. <laughs> of course, I went to the run, and then don't you still aspire to be a gay? Te- don't you still aspire to be a gay teenager? <laughs> yeah, basically, I still wear you know body glitter. I um. I, and the other one that was like for the sort of older, more professional gay crowd was called the Max, which was basically like being at your office Christmas party, except everyone was a man. <laughs> wow! Like it looked, it really looked like you were like like they dimmed the lights and tried to make it look festive on the you know the marketing floor. Are you, getting, are you getting inspiration for some new books, uh, possibly, RKB, yeah. Rachel Number One? Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. I don't. I didn't go to any gay bars when I was a teenager. I don't know uh, if there were any. Obviously, you didn't I'm do sure enough. Did you leave? Did you leave yeah. sheltered life? Is that no? I'm just saying. Is that why like, now you're the queen of erotica? A because you sort of. I mean, I don't blossomed. know. Like where I grew up in New Jersey, I don't know. You grew up in New Jersey. Were there gay bars all over the place? No, but there was. Well, back <laughs> to the cocaine penis. It always comes back to the cocaine penis. And you know, I, 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 I feign shock at my mother reading Fifty Shades of Grey, but it's been so acceptable this housewife porn and stuff, and that's why I was um you wanted to read from it because it's really just you know it's atrocious. But where this whole concept of this cocaine penis came from was from an Arthur Haley book. Remember Arthur Haley? Mm-hmm. He was like Jacqueline Suzanne and Harold Robbins wrote these like mega zillion selling books Wait, who the was 70s. the guy who wrote Roots? Alex, 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 Alex. Haley. <laughs> 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 our, 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 I thought it too. Okay, cocaine I thought penis. it too that for a, a second, but I was like, can't be the same person. Arthur Haley, a much more successful writer. No, cocaine penis is infirmary. Except that it's we don't know, except that I've penis. never heard of him. He wrote, he wrote uh, I think he wrote the airport books. Someone okay. can Google this and check it, uh, the money changers. Okay. All, all these books about, you know, <laughs> professional men and their call girls and women. And, you know, it's really kind of shiny, sleazy uh well, I guarantee you there are people Rouse. for whom Roots has served as erotica. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think guarantee. there were a lot of like best-selling. There was, in a way, more in the seventies breakout. You know, oh, yeah, because people were just discovering that. Gail Green wrote these really such dirty novels, un- and they're dirty. They're like, they jump right. Yeah, but where was the it. cocaine penis? I ask you, and I'll tell you where it was. It was sitting in a, in a library book on the kitchen table, and I would read whatever came into the house. There weren't a lot of books. Certainly, nothing you could accuse of being literature in the house. Sorry, <laughs> I grew up in. My mom uh, reads uh, the popular fiction of the day. Um, one of the millions of people who do. You know, she's not uh, alone in this world. Not alone <laughs> in the world of people who somewhere in their brain there was a cocaine penis. And I opened this book and the first scene I turned to is some master of the universe, Wall Street mocker, putting a big pile of cocaine on his dick before he fucks his Asian call Doesn't girl. Doesn't that totally dull bed. the sensitivity? Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't occur to me either, okay? <laughs> okay. 
you know, all the things I do with drugs, you know, it's like I don't deal with them, I don't put them on my dick. <laughs> call me, call me a prude if you will. Okay, but but to read this, and I'm in like seventh grade, it was like so shocking that it was in my house that my mom was reading this film. Yeah. This was around the same time I just discovered Penthouse Letters and the, and the Playboy Advisor and these sorts of things too. And not was, from your mom. Oh my God, no, that, that I got from my dad. That was those I stole from my father. Yeah, so you got some from one, some from the other. But it blew yeah. my fucking mind. I mean, to this day, like I say, I still use the cocaine penis tattoo in all the book, all the porn books I wrote. There's one scene where someone is doing that, no matter what. Just the as gay an books, homage. The straight books. Just as an homage. Of course, to, yeah. it's my tag. So if you ever, you're com- Nina. What if it's exactly. a lesbian story? We have dildos for that, Rachel. I can't believe you cocaine asked. dildo. Okay, right? I don't know. I've never. I will say I've never I, written a. Cocaine we should we should collaborate story. on drug erotica. You and I. We should collaborate yeah. on a book on drug porn. Okay. All right. I have so okay. many new songs to write after this. <laughs> uh, I, before we run out of time, I would do want to say that um, the New York Funny Songs Festival uh, was having its, it was our first year this year, but we're going to have a second year of it. So you can, if you are an appreciator of funny songs, or maybe you write funny songs yourself, you can apply. So go check it. Just Google it online and you'll find it and you can contact us. So what do you think the funniest that. song ever written is? Any nominees? What do we think? Uh, mm. I Will Always Love You by Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was going to say Total Eclipse of the Heart, but there goes that irony. (laughs) This is a hard question. I don't know. There's so many funny songs. But I guess it's a funny, like an intentionally funny song. Yeah, I was thinking. Funny funny song. That's the question. I mean, Flight of the Concords does it so well. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, I mean, he does parody, but... Beethoven's Ninth Symphony? Hilarious. (laughs) There's a lot of Tim Rice lyrics that are pretty funny. (laughs) So uh, a lot of train lyrics are really funny. I actually uh, started an eight-piece jazz band, and we do covers of the Billboard Hot 100 at the Ace Hotel. And uh, so I've been arranging these pop songs and really paying a lot more attention to them than you ever should. <laughs> the, it's very catchy, the current song, tra- train song, Drive By, but there's a lyric in the chorus that is, I'm just a shy guy looking for a two-ply hefty bag to hold my love. Wow. And I moved. If, if it was intentionally written that way but the rest of the lyrics like if it was intentionally supposed to be calling his woman a a garbage dump that would be brilliant that would be brilliant writing but the rest of the song has nothing to do with that and uh, so that is not the intention and it's horrible (laughs) but fun to play it's a very catchy song it's gonna be great we have uh, guest singers. So. All right, and you're off to celebrate the first annual. Yeah, I go, gotta go collect you my go, award. Going right now, gotta collect your award. Throw off the mantel place. Rachel Schuchert, what are you up to? Oh, I'm just working all summer. I'm writing a new book, and I. Boy. Uh, What's it about? Well, it's two things. I can't talk about one of them yet, but the second one is the second in my YA series that comes out next year um, that's set in 1930s Hollywood, and it's very Jacqueline Suzanne. <laughs> very nice, very yeah. nice Jacqueline Suzanne, one of our favorite pornographers. And I'm our- editing a book of orgasm erotica. If you want to write, if you're inspired by today's show, I need more stories. I need 69 stories, which is a lot of stories. Uh, is that not redundant, orgasm erotica? Is well, that- it is a little bit redundant, but it's the theme is orgasm. So, like, you know, different ways. Uh, I'm very pro orgasm. I'd like to say. Did you hear that thing about the Real Housewives? You remember Alex and Simon, the really creepy ones yeah. from Brooklyn, mm. and how she like very seriously is like she's like, no, the process of giving birth can be very erotic. In Yikes. fact, when I gave birth, Simon was sitting behind me, and when it happened, we realized oh, he, he had came? actually ejaculated. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's so okay. disgusting. That and story, once again, all, what was he doing sitting 
behind her. Why is she telling she people? Pushing, why was he yeah. rubbing his penis on her while yeah, she was giving fun. birth to his kid? And why is she telling okay. people? Once again, it's been the fastest half hour on the internet. What a way to end. It's the Mike and Judy show. Once again, it's Mike Edison for my co-host Judy McGuire, who's out in the field today. Uh, thanks to Rachel Kramer Bustle, Rachel Schuchert, and Ben Lerman, who's going to take us out with another funny song. Mike and Judy, thanks to Joe, our new engineer, and Jack and Bonnaroo. We'll see you guys next week. We met just by chance Or so I thought when you said we ought to dance I was inspired We stayed up till dawn But waited a week before we got it on Your body was on fire Then you asked for a favor I said, okay You're moving to Brooklyn, sure I'll be there 7 a.m. Saturday I helped you load a van With my two hands And I did it all for you But then the very next day You threw me away You only fucked me so I'd help you move You only fucked me so I'd help you move you only fucked me, so I'd help you. <laughs> well, karma's a bitch, cause that new apartment's bed bugs made you itch. Your body is on fire. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening.